Hello and welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. I'm your host for today, Simon Hodgkins, and I'm delighted to be joined by Elaine Sugar. Elaine is a mental wellness advocate and the founder of a non-profit organization, which is MAPS Global Events. She's a conscious transformational coach and has a passion, I know as well, for teaching children uh, the value of positive thinking and speaking. Uh, Elaine is an award-winning uh, author from a coloring storybook series. And in addition to all of this, Elaine has spent over two decades in the financial industry um, where she uh, is a top achiever in managing treasury service portfolios of commercial, corporate banking clients with revenues I know ranging from everything from 20 million to a billion dollars uh, at Wells Fargo. Elaine also holds a BA uh, in communications from the University of North Florida. And uh, you're very welcome to the show, Elaine. It's great to see you. Thanks for joining me. Yay. It is so wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. Uh, you've got such a lot going on, Elaine, and I want to get into it all. But before we do, maybe I can just roll back a little bit and mention there at the end your sort of financial career. So could yes. you just t tell our audience a little bit about yourself, help them to get to know you a little bit better? you know, your financial experience and what you sort of focus on there, that'd be very useful to start us off. Sure. So the majority of my career in banking has been supporting commercial and corporate customers with the services they need in order to manage their money. So you have all of these checks coming in if you're a large corporation. Well, they don't literally want all of those checks mailed to their front door. So they can purchase the service from the bank where we can process those. Then we can give them different types of reporting depending on what their needs are. So a lot of times you will send your check for your credit card bill or some type of bill to a PO box. Well, the bank will go to the post office and pick up those checks for clients. That's a service they can buy and we'll process them and then put the money in their account and send them a report of who paid what so that their clients can be credited. So that's just an example of a treasury service. There's also reconcilement services too, because you might get, if you're a large corporation, you get thousands, tens of thousands of notifications and checks and things. And for somebody to put that in order for you um, and make sure everything is accounted for and give you a report if something doesn't line up. Fraud, security type uh, services, all of those are services that large corporations uh, usually partake from, you know, purchase from a bank to make processing money easier. So that's what it's all about. Wow. Um, so it's kind of, it reminds me that, so there's the way that we all used to bank uh, mm -hmm. many years ago. And now, of course, we have everything in terms of digital banking, neo banks, you know, online <laughs> banking. Yes. And you've also got everything in between, right? And some of the services that you mentioned is sort of bridging that gap almost between the sort of older banking ways and the new ways of banking, right? So there's yes. an awful lot to it. And you're right, fraud and security is such an important part of that world. Yes, very much so. The fraudsters are getting smarter and smarter. Unfortunately, you're right. But listen, yes. let's move on to let's move on to other more optimistic, uh, positive topics. And I, I want it. to talk to you about something wonderful that you're involved in. Uh, as a founder of 
the MAPS Global Event uh, series. Uh, you've, you've been running this organization and you're also doing the Vibrant Living Global Summit, uh, which is about yes. global wellness, positive experience. And I'm blown away to see that you've got more than 100 people already, you know, powerful sessions by some of, I think, what a, what a build is the world's most dynamic uh, successful experts in sort of health, wellness, well-being. Uh, yes. Can you share how this event was conceived? How you came, I think you're in your second year now. Tell us yes. a little bit about MAPS Global Events. Give us the backstory. Tell us about that. Sure. So it actually started with me hearing the news reports and family and friends talking about the struggles that everyone was facing during the pandemic. And I would turn on the news and constantly hear, well, children, they, they're having trouble coping because they're not going to school. They're out of their routine. They're not being able to be around their friends. They're not used to being closed in all day. And then parents were facing financial struggles. Some people were out of work. Um, some people were losing loved ones, and that was difficult. So there were all these challenges that were being talked about. And in my background in working with children and, and children's self-esteem building programs, I said, well, you know what? I can have a part in this and I will do something online with children. Everything was locked down, at least in the U.S. You couldn't go anywhere. So I said, you know, that's what I'll do. I'll do something online. And so I needed to get the word out to let people know that I had started this positivity club for kids online just to help out. And um, it was so strange because I ended up networking most of the time at networking events where there were a lot of wellness practitioners. So I started meeting these wonderful people who were very passionate about wellness. And I'm listening to the problems that people are describing, either people I know or on the news. And I'm meeting these people who've studied it for years and they know how to help and they're passionate about helping. And I say, that's craziness. Um, I tell people, it was like there were people that were dying of thirst on one side of the street and on the other side of the street, there were people with water. And I thought to myself, well, the answer is to bring everybody together. And so that's what we did. Um, I, as I was networking, I started telling people about this vision, this idea of this global wellness and positivity experience where we could bring together these practitioners and experts from around the world to just pour into people, to give them um, some solutions, to offer them different modalities because what might work for one person may not work for another. So we wanted... Um, geographical diversity. We wanted diversity of treatments and solutions. And we had a very holistic approach to it because stress, strain, sadness can come from a lot of places. So we had mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, all these things, everything from yoga and meditation sessions to parenting, um, financial management, you know, abusive relationships and how you exit those um, to, you know, depression, stress management, time management, just all those things that could really challenge us and take us out of that space of wellness and a lot of mindset work, a lot of mindset work. 
Well, thanks, Elaine. Thanks very much for giving us the context to that. And um, am I right in saying now that you, so this is an organization, you have a board of directors, I mean, you have a large team working with you behind the scenes, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's so funny. We didn't start out to be a business. We started out to say, hey, I'm meeting people who can help and let's just let the world know that they can help. And as we started building the event, certain things would come up and we're like, wait a minute, we need a, a bank account. We need this, we need that. And it's like, okay, we need to, we need an organization. So we did start a nonprofit organization and I didn't know what it would be this year or what would be taking place. But as we were building the event last year and we got closer and closer, a lot of the people involved and a lot of the presenters started saying things like, oh, when we do this next year, maybe this is what we should do. And, and then the next time and going forward, and I'm thinking to myself, wait, <laughs> I did this in response to the pandemic and, you know, things are going to get better and, and, and we won't even need this. That's kind of like, I was just so focused on responding to what had been laid on my heart to do something in response to what was happening at the time. And so um, it, 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 it ended up being something that people hung around and, and wanted to be a part of a continuous community. So that is what we are doing. And we're hosting the event now for the second time. And to your point, there are amazing people behind the scenes. We do have a board who I am so fortunate that uh, I've had really good relationships with most of our board for years. And then the one member who's newer just came and just gelled and just fit right in. So we have a wonderful board. Um, and then we also have a group of volunteers who get together like every Monday and they just come on a Zoom and we just hand out work. It's a, it's a global team. So you can be anywhere. We get on Zoom, we talk about what we need to, and then we get work done. And then aside from that, we have this community that we sometimes have a question and we say, okay, who can help us with that? Or uh, let's go in and ask, hey, does anybody have a StreamYard account? Let's find out if anybody knows somebody who does X or Y. And so there are people who just step in at moments of need when they can. And that really has made a huge difference. And everybody should know that you have definitely been one of those people from the start last year. You're one of those people that helped guide this and helped support it. And just from the moment, like I didn't have to convince, even though we had never done this before. <laughs> so it's really been great. And it's very encouraging as people come aboard and they're willing to do what they can. Not everybody can show up every week. Not everybody has time to be on a board, but it's just something about people bringing their positive energy and contributing when they can. This is an amazing community. It, it blows me away. Oh, you're very kind to say that. And congratulations. I mean, from something that was, was an idea, uh, something you wanted to do uh, deep down to help people during a real challenging time it's really grown into something and there's, there's a requirement for it, right? It, it's not going away. There's more and more interest growing all the time. Yeah. So one of the things that we identified during the pandemic was, of course, a lot of people's work situation was impacted because of the shutdowns. 
there were also some governments around the world that provided some assistance, but there were certain parameters for some of that assistance that someone who is a wellness coach or a life coach, um, a yoga instructor might not have fell within that realm to be able to apply for that funding. So to me, it was ironically sad that at the time when we most needed these wellness experts, that they were really sometimes having to choose, well, I need to lead, exit doing this wellness work and go and find something that's bringing in a steady stream of income. So once we established our nonprofit organization, it was always established with a dual purpose. Let's come together and uplift and add value to the public, but let's also give the people who are so passionate to doing this work of wellness opportunities to show the world who they are and what they can do and what they have to offer. No, thanks for sharing that, uh, Elaine. And I suppose during that period of time, it's interesting. I hadn't actually considered how, because some some people in some parts of the world couldn't get support, and you know a lot of the world was shut down and you know lockdowns everywhere, and people were losing their jobs. And obviously, yes. if you're providing a service around health and well-being, but you can't afford to provide that service anymore, that actually removes a, a level of uh, care, doesn't it? It removes that sort of level of expertise in the community. Yeah. Yes, and that is frightening to me. That's frightening to me. So yeah, yeah that I, that's I why we have dual mission. No, fantastic. Thank you for, for touching on that. So look, the event is probably, I mean, even sort of, you know, two year, two and a bit years into a, into a pandemic situation, uh, we're heading for year three of, of bit sort of living and working the way we do, although we seem to have moved more into a hybrid environment and living with yes. COVID now, as opposed to shutting everything down and, and locking it, at least in, in most parts of the world. Um, but this event now, even after that, or, you know, as we live in it today, it covers some of the most in-demand topics, I think, which is helping people to boost their sort of own mind performance, their health, and as you uh, say, to live that sort of vibrant life. And I know yes. you, you mentioned speakers, you know, about whether it's mental fitness, emotional resilience, mm-hmm. you talk about stress management, peak performance. I know you're talking about holistic wellness and also about maybe getting rid of some of these limiting beliefs, uh, everything through yes. to body movement, self-care, you mentioned yoga. How important do you think this is in today's world? Not talking about the pandemic now, mm-hmm. but just in general, how important is this in today's world? Um, and what's involved in actually pulling all this together? So I think it's really important because I think a lot of us are going through this information age where information is more easily accessible. And so we're looking and researching topics that we didn't before about how the body works, about how the mind works, about what we can do to be more successful, achieve our goals. So it's not all about struggling. It's about living a vibrant life. There are some people that they're they're doing well right now, but they have goals that they haven't achieved. They have things that they've wanted to do for years, but maybe just don't have the confidence to go and do it. And so now when we start to research to see how other people have maybe done something similar to what we want to do, we find out, oh, wow, 
they worked on their mindset. You know, when you look, look at interviews from uh, professional athletes, a lot of times when, when people start asking them questions about how they did these incredible things, these record-breaking things, they start to talk to you about mindset. If you pay attention to their interviews, it's not all about, oh, I did 100 sit-ups a day or I practice an extra hour. They do mention those things, but nine times out of 10, what they talk about most comes down to mindset and passion. And they're definitely um, a whole community around positive psychology experts telling you that the way you think has a huge impact on your life can change your life, help you get to those dreams. So I think people are now aware of that. So people are seeking help in just going from a place of maybe doing all right to actually live in their dreams. And again, being at their peak, people just want to be at their peak. They want to be at their best. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. It just reminded me of, we, we interviewed a, a gentleman on this uh, show called uh, Dr. John Rudd, and he's an Olympic gold medal swimming coach and it's amazing how that um, mindset plays such an important part yes there's nutrition yes there's rest yes mm -hmm. there's exercise but there's a huge element to that uh, mental mindset isn't there so thanks for touching on that absolutely now look i i don't want to let you go unless i squeeze in a few questions that i'm just interested in Sure. You also had musical elements when you did this in year one. And I know you're planning an opening concert here featuring maybe some talented artists and mm -hmm. uh, musicians. I mean, can you share any details about that or is it too early? Sure. So it's really interesting. We wanted this to start out on a very uplifting, inspiring note. And it was like music can heal in such an amazing way. I think we all have a certain song that comes on and it changes our mood, it lifts us up. So we wanted to offer that to the world and that's how we chose to start off the event last year. We have people who are willing to open up and share their stories and let you know that they face some challenges and struggles, but talk to you about how they overcome those. And then after that, we move into musical performances. And so we have everything from classical musicians to rock, um, to more like reggae and R&B. It's just a range, um, some show tunes. It's a range. We want, again, this experience, this global experience. So we're always pulling together people from around the world to have a different flavor, to have that diversity. So that's why we call it an experience. We say travel virtually around the world. I love that, travel virtually around the world. That's brilliant. Yes. It seems like there's so much packed into this event. How long is the event, Elaine? So this is a seven-day event. This spans from September 11th through September 17th. And it's just a week that a lot of people come together and bring you the things that they're most knowledgeable, most passionate about. But then we also, in addition to the more maybe um, structured presentations, we have a lot of really cool, unique things that we say makes this one of those extraordinary events. 
So a lot of people are used to a DJ that puts music on at a party or in a club and people dance. Well, one night we feature a mind DJ and we have a mental health comedian and we have someone that's gonna cure a phobia live. They're just gonna take a volunteer uh, from the attendees. And this is an NLP legend and he's gonna cure a phobia. I can't wait. This, this sounds <laughs> very, very varied. You've got an awful lot of strands going on from, you know, musicians to, you know, breaking limiting beliefs to mindset yes. to wellness. Yes. I mean, it, it seems like uh, it's going to be a heck of a week. Now, you mentioned this is the second year you're doing it. Yes. So when you did this the first year, were there any lessons that you learned in terms of hosting these type of events? Because oh. a lot of elements are online, right? I'm assuming. Yes, yes. And, and, and how, how did that impact you think into year two? And also maybe when you when you shared some of the lessons from the first year that you've maybe adjusted or mm-hmm. inputted into year two, what are the plans for this going forward? Because obviously you're two years in now. Yeah, so I think some of the things we learned um, because we did this in such a short amount of time last year, we learned, okay, now we have the liberty to start earlier. So just that change in itself takes some pressure and stress off the team, right? Um, we learned to set some hard deadlines because if we don't get things on time, then it backs us up too close to the event when we just want to be focusing on getting the word out and promotion. So we've taken some different approaches there. And then some cool things happened. Um, Like for instance, on Saturday, Saturday, September 17th is the last day of the event. And during the day we run two Zoom rooms. There's one room that's more geared towards adults and it's more of the presentations like you would have heard during the week. Some of the things you just mentioned like limiting beliefs and um, and mental wellness, physical wellness, that type thing. Parallel to that, we're also running a room that's more aimed at emotional intelligence play for adults and children. So we have kids online. We had them online last year. And some of the things they ended up doing that changed our plan, we say, wow, this is naturally happening and next year we'll intentionally do it. So one of the kids had an instrument they played and then they played a little and another kid brought out an instrument. So we ended up having this concert, (laughs) this casual kids concert. So this year we have deliberately added that to the agenda so that children who play instruments or who sing know that they can come into the Zoom room and participate with us. So some of the lessons were hard to learn, like deadlines and start earlier, but some of them just came out of fun, like, wow, we didn't plan this, but it happened and let's do it again. And I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I think as far as what's happening next is, again, didn't plan this, but this is how it's happening. So we had this collaboration of a lot of wellness organizations from around the globe that come together to make this seven-day event. They are wellness organizations, and they bring their coaches and their experts, and they present for a certain block of time, and that's how we build such a large event. Well, as opposed to just collaborating to build this event annually, what we're doing now is we're building an international wellness alliance. So we will collaborate all throughout the year. And what we'll do is we'll stack our numbers so that 
instead of one person over here being a, an organization of 50 people, we all stack our numbers together. All of a sudden you have an international wellness alliance of a million and we can advocate for some changes in the wellness industry. We can support each other in our events. We can help get the word out about the services that we offer. So the International Wellness Alliance is something that's been born out of this. We just launched the landing page a few days ago. Um, right now, people can express interest. And as we move forward, we're actually going to build the structure organization, but it was born from this event. So that's what we're going to focus on after September. That's incredible. And it is the power of community, I suppose, and being able to stack those numbers and to have that global alliance or a yes. movement that can actually affect change in that industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, congratulations. That's a great initiative. Yes. Um, so I, I think in terms of uh, the week, the other thing that, that I'd wanted to say is that it made me think that normally throughout people's lives, whether they're in a, a challenging environment or need some help or they want to, you know, break that limiting belief or they, they just want to get into something new and, uh, you know, improve their, their life. Um, they normally go and do that in piecemeal. You know, they interact with one person here and another mm -hmm. person there or somebody recommends it. Whereas you're, bringing this whole community together over a seven-day extravaganza for want of a better yes. word Elaine mm -hmm. so I don't I, I'm, I'm racking my brain I don't think anybody else is doing this I mean maybe they are but it's the first time I've seen it all being pulled together under one umbrella so congratulations on that uh, to you and the team yeah, I'm ve we're very fortunate that there are a lot of people that make this happen, even beyond our board and our volunteers. Really, there are a lot of people, uh, organizations that make this a priority and get this done. So we just want to get the word out. So thank you for allowing us the space on the platform. Well, it's our pleasure. And look, that brings us nicely to the end. But before I go, I want to ask you one last question. Is there any other areas... Uh, to do with this event or that you're involved in that you'd like to share with our audience today? Sure. So what started this all was my work with children, which I absolutely love. So I teach children self-esteem building um, practices and also positive thinking and speaking. So I love teaching children affirmations and helping them understand how powerful they are. And so I am just starting again to teaching those positive thinking and positive speaking courses to children. So that's part of my love. So if anybody's interested in something like that for your organization, uh, if you're local, I can come in person. If you're virtual, then we could set some things up online. But that's just a passion of mine that has not gone anywhere, just grown stronger. Yeah, that's almost coming full circle, isn't it? That's, uh, yeah, that's wonderful. Well, look, Elaine, you're a, you're a true uh, power for this community and you're certainly driving um, vibrant living. So congratulations. It's, uh, Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Congratulations on everything that you do and continued success uh, with the event. I'm sure it'll be another huge success and uh, I look forward to seeing the community and the Alliance growing from strength to strength. It sounds absolutely amazing what you've done in such a short period of time to connect people around the world. So well done. 
Um, that brings us to the end of today's show with uh, Elaine Sugar. Uh, thanks very much to Elaine for joining us. And please make sure to tune in again to see and or listen to the next Vista Talk show, where once again we'll be discussing more interesting topics with interesting people from all around the world. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you.